So it really is cursed. Oh, absolutely. Like, I can't believe that they actually lasted as long as they did. I mean, what is it about it, do you think? I don't know, because I am a very quiet next Although I don't know if on the other side if they're quiet, but I I don't know. It because seems like everything that... Yeah, it doesn't. they don't last for longer than like six months. When it comes down to it, there does seem to be one common denominator, now that I think about this. It is not me. Hello, everyone. This is Fun <laughs> Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page. If you're going to be buying from Amazon, you might as well go to funemploymentradio.com first and click right there. You know I'm what I bought? You- oh, what did you buy? <laughs> Actually, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but now I suppose I have to admit this. Um, I bought a blender yesterday, Sarah. You bought a blender? I sure did. Those are nice to have around the house. They sure are, only this one's not for me. Did You, you bought so, someone a, a surprise blender? Is it me? Did you get me a blender? No, you wouldn't even know what to do with a blender. I know how to blend. I'm Because I've been a bartender, and I've worked at Starbucks, so yes, okay. I know how to do that. I love how it always goes to you. Did you buy me something? Uh, no. <laughs> Wow. No. Well, it is getting closer to my birthday. Is that what you want is a blender? I don't want a blender. It's too late. That's nope, what you're getting now. I do not you're getting want a blender. blender. <laughs> I'll order up another one. Nope. <laughs> you're getting a blender. You just said it right here. Uh, so uh, here's what happened is um, good friend Scott Daly, Mr. Mr. Daly, uh, let me borrow his blender. Oh, that uh, he was has so a blender. Nice yep. I, over the weekend, made some drinks and pineapples. Decided since the weather was nice. Oh, by the way, it is... Uh, Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. And the smoke came back in a little bit yesterday, but it seems to be gone again today. So, so far, so good. I went for a long walk this Um, morning. It was very nice. Very clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, well, because we had the clear air over the weekend, I decided that, oh, you know, um, this would be a good time to just, why not? Let's make tropical drinks because of the fact that it's been, you know, it's been so terrible here for so long with the air. I was like, I don't care. Anything to be outside. So... I borrowed a blender, I bought a bunch of pineapples, I made uh, pineapple pina coladas out of pineapples mm. with straws. And so so I made those. And I had to borrow a blender in order to do so because I realized like, oh crap, I don't have a blender. Like who doesn't have a blender? I don't I, have a blender. Well, okay. Uh, but I mean. Wow. <laughs> You're just. Sarah, <laughs> we've seen pictures of your kitchen. You talk about using cardboard from pizza boxes as plates. I don't think this is like a super That's stretch to say. That's very handy. But I don't think it's a super stretch to say, oh, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked you don't have a blender, Sarah. They're a pain. I, honestly, it goes back to after I worked at Starbucks and having to make like zillions of frappuccinos. I hated cleaning those things. Yeah. Cleaning blenders is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell me more about your blender. Well, with Scott's blender. And so, uh, so, so anyway, borrowed it over the weekend, cleaned it all up. You know, got it all nice and nice and clean, ran through the dishwasher and just made sure everything was nice and clean and polished on it because I was like very thankful that he borrowed it. You know, I just want to be extra clean as well. They let you borrow it? Um, yeah, they let yeah. me borrow it. And and so uh, I had it sitting here waiting. He was going to come by and pick it up sometime this week. Well, yesterday I decided to um, cook something. I had a little, little bowl out there on the stove cooking away. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. It smells a little funny. There's a little weird smell to it. I'm like, there's a little bit of smoke coming off. I'm like, well, maybe some food just fell off down into the um, grill, like whatever. I was very tired. I just wasn't paying attention. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm waiting for a while. I kind of leave the room. I come back in, just waiting for some water to boil. I'm like, man, this is really, this smells bad. Like, what is going on over here? But like smelled like something was burning? It smelled like it smelled well, something was burning, but I mean, it, I thought it was just like a little piece of food or something that fell out in there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I just wasn't re- willing to deal with it. And then I'm like, that doesn't smell like food. That smells like something else. This smells like, you know, like when the, like when my method neighbors used to burn tires in their backyard or burn wires in particular, when they would burn wires. I remember that. So what they, when I had method at the neighbors next door, they would have they had this fire pit back there, and what they would do is they would probably steal a whole bunch of wire, and then they would throw it into this fire pit and burn the rubber off to melt it. So they just had the wires there, rather than strip it, let's just burn it and burn it off. And then you just have the metal, Makes and you can sense. go sell the metal. <laughs> and it smelled kind of like that, and it brought back this memory of that. I'm like, that's I haven't smelled that in a long time. I haven't smelled burning wire in a long time. Memories. Why am I smelling this? Huh. 
And then I was like, what the, wait a minute, what is burning on the stove? And I decided to move my pot of water to realize that the power cord to the blender I had borrowed had wrapped itself behind there, and I just wasn't paying attention. It I was had wrapped so tired. itself behind there. Well, it, I was so tired that I just didn't pay attention to the fact that it was just slightly, ever so slightly, directly on the burner. And it was melting through. This was not plugged in, thankfully. Uh, but it was oh, melting Greg. through the actual power cord of the blender that I borrowed from Scott. Okay, I might not own a blender, but I don't think you're responsible enough to own a blender. Well, look, I feel bad enough. I'm admitting this here. I don't need the extra <laughs> shame on top of it. Um, so, yeah, I <laughs> I burned the power cord to his blender. Yikes. Yeah, and it it was melted. Like, it might still be usable, maybe. Maybe don't use a burned through cord. I'm going to wrap it up in some tape and see, but the bottom Greg, line is no. I was like... Well, I want to know about this, whether or not I should, because I cannot for I cannot throw this thing away. Greg, you have such terrible luck and lack of skill when it comes to repairing things. I genuinely think it is a terrible idea for you to take a cord that has been burned through on your stove, wrap it in electrical tape, and then try to use it. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Well, I mean, it just seems like it would make sense. It would you know, it'd be protected and... It's still there, or or maybe I can strip it and add on a different power cord. Is that something I could do? Greg, tell me the last thing that you successfully repaired that was in the electronic field. Uh, I put in a bathroom fan, and I've repaired a an outlet. I did both of those things. So, so uh, was that with like soldering and like like putting things like wires to wires? Wires to wires. I didn't have to solder anything. When I did that, I truly believe that's a terrible idea. So, what happened is, I, uh, yeah, I ordered, I ordered Scott, Scott a new blender. I texted him, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna be upfront. Here's what happened. Uh, what's your address? I will send you a new blender. So I had to, I had to look it up. Wait, so new... where, where did you go to find the new blender? I went to funemploymentradio.com, clicked on the Amazon link. That's amazing. That's, that's the best place to go to get a new blender. So I did. You can when put you're in, an idiot that burns a cord. And you can put in a shipping stuff. address on there, too, which is now going to Scott Daly's house this weekend. Uh, actually, I think it's shipped already, now that I think about it. Maybe, maybe we'll be there earlier. So he's got a brand new blender coming with the uh, food processor on it. I, on the other hand, have a blender that has a burnt-through power cord. So, okay, I'm taking a look at some advice here. Some advice coming through in the chat. Vicky says, Jesus, Greg, no. I mean, okay. And then, uh, let's see. Aaron out in Sandy says, yeah, you could replace the burned and plug part too. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out how to replace the plug on this oh, thing. Oh, this is going to go so poorly. You need to be supervised it's a nice if you're blender. going to do this. Believe me. I had to look it up and get the new one. It's, it's a good blender. So Wait, Scott Daly is like a, a chef. Like, I know. He's a, he doesn't buy like, you know, bullshit no, appliances. He doesn't. No, he does not. Was it really expensive? It was not, not like cheap. exorbitantly expensive, but certainly more money see. than I planned on spending. No, I'm not going to say how much it is on the air. I'm not going to say how much it is. Why not? No, I'm not going to. I just I I want to know like a rough estimate for how much a no, I'm not is. Go- no, I'm not going to say like sixty dollars. No, because I know what the normal price is, and I found a sale price, so I'm not going to say how much it is on the air. I will not say. You should be proud of the fact you found it on. No, I'm not sale. <laughs> yes, if I was buying it for myself, sure, but I'm buying it for a replacement for somebody else. It was more money than I planned on spending yesterday, that's for sure. So, anyway, I bought it. It's on the way. Shimon is kind house. Um, I'm sorry, Scott. And uh, That's nice of you, though, because you messed it up, so you're Well, I mean, I, that's on me. I mean, I, he loaned it to me. I fucked it up. I can't be like, oops, sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> Seriously, he loaned it to you for, for two days, and you burned through the yeah, cord. Yeah, I'm feeling really great about myself with it. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so I, you know, like I said, I, I, I ordered the replacement. It's shipping to him. That's, that's the responsibility. If you borrow something and fuck something up or oh, yeah. lose something, you need to replace it. Like, and that's, that's fair. I mean, yes, that's what okay. people do. So with that being said, now that I have this blender, I think it's time for me to get into electrical work. What? Because I'm gonna, I want to replace that cord. I don't want to throw this thing out. I'm gonna get the food processor from him too. All right, you need, like I said, you need supervision. You need somebody who knows how to do electrical work to supervise you. 
Can I just figure it out? No. How did the, how did the lawnmower iron. go when you tried to do that? I fixed the lawnmower. I how did. How many tries? It took a while. <laughs> how many parts? It took a while, but I did fix it. I did fix the lawnmower. I used and it this last weekend. You almost lost fingers and electrocuted yourself along the way. Yes and yes. Yes. Yes, both of those things. Yeah. And probably almost burned myself too. But nonetheless... I did it, and this is, I think, uh, something, you know, a skill set that I need to learn. I need to learn how to replace wiring. Oh, I'm so scared of wiring. Yeah, then don't do it. I'm so scared. No, then don't do it. Like electrical is what scares me the most. Yeah. Then why, 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 Because why, I why? refuse to throw it away. You don't have to throw it. it away. We have lots of handy friends just say, like, hey, I'll give you, you know, 50 bucks if you help me fix this. Whoa, stop throwing out numbers of 50 bucks. I'm not being, No. Okay, de- no, definitely doing it myself. This is the cheapskate, Greg, that's coming through. 50 bucks? <laughs> do you have, like, what do you think? Do you it- know how much it costs to, like, get, like, a like, handyman or, like, an electrician? I can tell you we're approaching the price of a new blender at 50 bucks. <laughs> I am not going to. I am not going to do that. No, I am not paying somebody $50 to replace the cord on there. Thanks for, like, negotiating. Why would you throw out a high rate? I thought that was a perfectly reasonable rate. It's not, no. No. I mean... How do you negotiate anything? <laughs> Just you'll pay everybody $50? No, I'm saying if you're asking someone to I'll do electrical $50. work, you need to pay them for what it's worth. Well, it's not electrical work in the house. It's replacing a cord on a blender. Surely it can't be worth that much. I don't know. Well, when, also, now you've of... just ruined it so that nobody's going to want to help me. <laughs> you, just said it, you. you just set it as a bar of $50. <laughs> and now I'm now I'm screwed. Wow, thanks, Sarah. Anyway, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link. And you can get you your own to, brand new blender. If you need to purchase a blender that you <laughs> replace it, the one that you ruined for somebody else. All right. Um, well, should we go really quick back to the thing Yeah, at the or beginning? do we want to have Rick talk about this, too? Do you want to well, do I want want the, Yeah, I want to have him talk about the electrical work. Oh, the electrical work? Oh. Well, I don't know. Or what? Or About what you were bringing up at the very beginning. Yes, but I don't know how... Okay, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with it, but yes, we can do that. There's definitely something going on. Okay, well, it's not me. Because how many of them? Seven. Okay, that's that's something we need to talk about. Yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring on our, our, our pal, Rick Emerson. He's going to join us here. That sounds creepy every time for, you say that. <laughs> I say it just because I know it annoys you. Um, who's going to join us, and we're going to ask him about... Well, I'll ask him about the electrical work, too. But... Uh, and then now, he also said, "You us- really ruined this by the fifty dollars thing. Why did you throw that out like that? Now everybody expects fifty dollars. No one's going to help me. This is, this is on your head." I don't think head. it's Sarah's throwing out fifty dollars that'll keep people away. It's Greg's. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I like how you're blaming me. It this is, is always my it's fault. On you. This is on your head. Perfect. All right. We'll be back okay. in a minute with Rick Everson. <laughs> Now I don't know if I should talk about the electrical thing anymore or not. Well, I'm sure that Rick is in the same boat that you are. I'm sure he is like quite the electrician when it comes to fixing all right. at home appliances. Uh, all right, we'll ask that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Joining us now, Mr. Rick Emerson. Hello, Rick. Howdy. Howdy. Hello. So um, we've got a couple things to yes. ask you about today that we need your advice on. Uh, the first one is this. Um, I'll just recap briefly what what I just said here on the show was I borrowed a blender from scott daly to make uh some drinks because that's because i don't really know how to cook so that's what i would use it for so i borrowed this and it's a very nice blender and if you know scott daly he's a, he's a pretty good cook and yesterday i was making boiling water and uh on my stove mm. yeah because mm, i'm quite the chef and i i realized this is i cleaned up his um his blender and had it all set aside ready to return to him and I noticed a weird smell while I was cooking and I just kind of ignored it. Cooking meaning boiling water in a pot. And I was like, huh, I wonder if some food fell down in there or something. I'm just going to ignore this and leave the room for a while. And I came back into the room and moved the pot and realized that I was burning the power cord to the blender that I had just borrowed, melting awesome. it onto the <laughs> stove. Wait, so let me understand this just so I can back up. Yeah. So you're in the kitchen you're in the kitchen with the stove on, and then there's a strange new smell that starts coming out, like yeah. right next to you on the stove. And so your thought is, "I'll leave the room for a while <laughs> and see what happens. That's it'll a, just yeah. it'll yeah. fix itself." I I guess I was just I was tired. And I was like, "Huh," because the vent doesn't work very well. I've got to fix that. It's on the microwave. That's where the vent goes oh, through. Oh, like, good. So that's the thing like, that yeah, helps with you know, the electrical uh, probably fire. Probably some food fell down in there. I'm just going, yeah. And I decided to leave and I left the room. 
I just kind of ignored it. Uh I don't know why. I just wasn't thinking. And then I came back in and realized that it was completely... Uh, but then I knew when I came back into the room, I fully understood the ramifications. You figured of what it was out. Going on. Uh, but yeah. So wait, here's another question: Did your yeah. did your smoke alarm go off at any point? Uh, that's disturbing. If it didn't, no, I actually had it out of that room right at that moment because it was the, all the smoke that was coming in had been messing with it. Are this you, is so great. This is I. This is like I mean, because no one died, so I can laugh about this. Yes. So it's like because at some point you actually took the smoke detector down. And like put it in a sock drawer so that it couldn't warn you. Yeah, which is not a good idea either. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying that that is yeah that's that's entirely true. That's entirely true. I did, oh, so wow. that, that's why it wasn't going on. Well, uh, yeah. So that being said, uh, Greg is now <laughs> going to be buying Scott Daly a brand new blender. I already bought. Already purchased. already bought. Already purchased. Didn't know how much blenders were. But I figured that out really quick. They're they're not super cheap. Yeah, but um, now Greg is speculating that he wants to fix said burnt um, cord blender <laughs> because he doesn't want to throw it away because it was I expensive. I can't bring but... myself to throw it away. Because <laughs> the rest of it's perfectly good. The rest of it's just fine. It's just the one section that's burnt and melted. But I mean, the blender itself is still good. So uh-huh. surely I could figure out some way that I can learn electrical wiring. Now, Rick, have you ever done any together? electrical work on any of your appliances that you might have, you know, left on the stove and accidentally? <sighs> well, yes and no. I mean, I, I mean, I here's the thing. Here's why I can I can weigh in on this because usually when I warn people not to do something or I say like it's a bad idea, it's because I've I've done like every stupid thing you could possibly imagine, usually multiple times, and. <laughs> It usually comes out of like it's a combination of like stupid like male stubbornness, and then like I'm also a cheapskate, and so those two two things intersect in the why should I get rid of this? I can probably just fix it. And here's the thing: like I have, I just got rid of this, but in the basement up until like a couple weeks ago, I had a bucket full of just like wires and gears that used to be like a desktop fan. Uh-huh. That at some point it basically just exploded, you know, like it just caught, like it started going off kilter and then the fan caught the inside of the thing and then it all went and it just blew apart into shards. But I was like, but you know, I was, as, as I think Chris Rock has said, you know, I was like, well, that's $14 worth of, worth of fan. I'm not going to get rid of that. I exactly. can a little super glue and Velcro. Um, and here's the thing about cords is that cords, especially depending on the vintage of the item, like I say, as though this see, this is how it starts. Guy, I'm saying this out loud like I know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. You can hear the stupid Y chromosome. I, I, I mean, if you give me another minute, I'll put my hook my thumbs in my jeans and start chewing tobacco. And here's the thing about uh, blender cords, Greg, uh, as we all know as men is that but i mean like the cord is the fail point on some things because my mom so this happened to me last year so my mom has this lamp that um i mean this is part of a much larger conversation but my mom was like downsizing getting ready some stuff and so my mom is you know like you know she's in her 80s but also there was just a time in this country, I think, when if you wanted something, you had to make it yourself out of like an oak tree. And so like if you wanted right. a dresser, you had to go in the backyard and like cut down a tree and plane it and sand it and do whatever you do. So as a result, like my mom, like her like her bedroom dresser set or whatever is literally like her great grandfather made it out of some trees in the backyard. And it's still like it's in better condition than anything I own. Everything she owns like most of it has been like a lot of stuff has been passed down through her family. So it's all made of like wood or iron and it's just going to last forever. So oh, she yeah. has this lamp that she didn't want to get rid of. Cause she's like, well, my great grandfather got her from a Sears robot catalog or whatever. And the lamp itself is in perfect shape. I mean, cause it's iron. So there's nothing you can do about it, but the cord frayed, the cord had gotten to where you plugged it in and it would make this smell and it would start to smell, you know, Bernie. And she, <laughs> and she was like, I don't want to get rid of the lamp just cause the cord has gone bad. Do you think you can fix this? And of course, instinctively, reflexively, with no basis in reality, it was like, of course. <laughs> and I mean, here's the bottom line. I could not fix that. No. Because I mean, now there are certain people who can just go to the library or online and they can find a schematic thing and they can like do Terminator 2, like just zzzz, and they scan it and they know how to do it right. and they can fix it. I am not, I think you're either like that or you're not. In other words, you know, you may not know it, but there's two. You can either learn how to do it relatively correctly, 
or not. I'm in the not category, but I never remember that. I am always impressed by people who, like, something breaks and they can just go on to a YouTube tutorial and teach themselves how to, like, reconstruct their dishwasher or, yeah. you know, do all kinds. Like, that stuff terrifies me because I'm so afraid I'm going to do it wrong. I'm like... So I have done that once in my life, and it stands out because it's the only time I've ever just, like, four years ago, my washing machine... um it just, it stopped, you know, it wouldn't work properly. It was like, it just, it didn't, you know, it was, it made all the noises. See, you can tell what an idiot I am. It made all the sounds, but nothing was happening. <laughs> but it wasn't doing and, the thing. Right. And so I, but I went online and just like, just a shot in the dark. I like typed in the serial number or the model number or whatever. And there was like a YouTube video from a guy much smarter than I am. Who's like, you may have noticed that your thing is making the sounds, but not doing anything. <laughs> and and he literally, he's like, the, and the only reason I could fix it is because apparently this one model of washing machine, he's like, you know, 80% of the time, this is what's wrong. And so by sheer luck, I had the one washing machine and it did happen to be that one problem. And also I live in the 21st century. So there was a guy who could basically tell me from the future how to fix it. And he's like, you get a paperclip and you whatever. And I did it. And it was like that thing of like, where I'm like, and I, again, because I can posture like I know how ele- like I know how electricity works basically as well as like Mythbusters has told me, but I don't really right. know because I unplugged the washing machine. I think I literally went so far as to like turn off all the breakers in the house and like you know just like I think basically right. I turned off the power in every room. Oh yeah, better oh, turn off the I would rather do that because I'm just I'm terrified that I'm going to yep. get the wrong one if I have to do any right because kind of yeah because the because the downside is is yeah significant like the downside is they take you out in a cigar box yeah so. Yeah. And so I like, I turn off the power and everything. I've got like a, like a Walter White headlamp on and, you know, and so I'm, but then anyway, so I like do the thing where I like, I hook this, um, uh, this, it, I, I don't know. There was like, you had to jump a circuit, whatever the fuck that means. And so I'm like, sure, whatever. And I hook it all together. And then I think Mark Watney says this at some point in the Martian, but I plug it and then Holy hell, it fucking worked. Like it actually. <laughs> and I mean, and I remember that'll be like for, to the day I die, that'll be one of the most glory because I didn't fuck. I did it and it actually fucking worked. But that's an exception to the overall and hard fast rule. So yeah. I would encourage you now just buy buy yourself a blender. That's yeah, it. I know. I'm Well, the, I just have such a hard time getting rid of it. Although I will say one other thing though about you mentioned the YouTube videos because I've followed those too. And a lot of times they're really helpful, but sometimes there'll be like one little part in it that's so frustrating because they don't show like one key thing or that it, it seems like it's a key thing. So the examples that I was thinking of the other day is when all this smoke came in a couple of weeks ago, you know, I have the Jeep and... I had the top off, and so it's. it was like, well, shit, okay, it was supposed to be nice for like three more weeks. I guess it's not now. Nope. And <laughs> I better put, put this top on it. And I I had bought a soft top over the summer, and long story short, I've been waiting for this part. The part finally came in, so I'm like, okay, well, now's as good a time I need to install this. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the instructional video on how to do it. And it was pretty handy actually for the most part except for one thing there was like this this little clips and i still have no idea where they're supposed to go where it's like okay here's close-ups of everything and then for like one and a half seconds clip goes here and it's just like a close-up on some part somewhere and it doesn't say where they never show it again and i have assumed that like you know all the basic steps, and so they can yeah. skip that. Yeah, they're like, they oh, yeah, like, the clip, you know. You, <laughs> you know where the clip goes. If you don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, you got those two yeah, pounds. Once, you know, here. and you'll already have done the invertebration at this point, <laughs> so we can skip that. And you're like, no, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Just, yeah. I was sitting out there in, the, in that smoke when it was all, you know, worst air in the world, trying to get this thing done as quick as possible, rewinding this YouTube clip and trying over to and pause over it. again? At the one moment, I'm like, where the fuck is that? And walking around trying to match it up with the thing. I still have no idea. I didn't get the top on. No, I had no idea what that was. I ended up putting on the other top again because I couldn't figure this out. It it just wasn't anywhere on there. I mean, I have like a reasonable facility with computers by which I mean, I can't really code and like, I can't, you know, like I'm not gonna be able to solder shit together or whatever, but like, but I can do like, I'm, I'm somewhere between, you know, a person who has no knowledge and a person who has a lot of knowledge. I'm like maybe, you know, a third of the way up that graph or whatever. So I can, so the other day I was like, I was like swapping out a hard drive in my laptop and I was, you know, and I'm doing all the things or whatever, but even I, and again, I've done that several times and whatever. 
And yet I put it all together and it works. And, you know, and I'm like, hurrah, and it boots up and it's awesome. And it's you know, my brand new solid state drive is totally working. And I'm like, fucking A. And then I look and of course, and there's like three screws on my desk. And I'm like, well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> like, you know, they don't go in the back. They don't go in, or do they go inside? I have no idea. And so I'm like, well, I'll just save them. And so they could just go in a jar with other screws that presumably go somewhere important. <laughs> that I mean, is I have totally no under- idea like, because what it's working, I didn't right? fasten. <laughs> so that? it's working, right? Uh, yeah, so far. I mean, you know, but I mean, presumably those screws are there for a reason, I would imagine. Right, right. when they so designed it, become, they, they didn't just throw in like extra holes for screws. Later. I, I don't know, because I know, because, you know, my, my brother is a big fan of you guys. And I, so I don't know if he if he told you this or sent you this or if this is just like, him, I, I somehow just assumed that. But well, it's like maybe a couple of years ago, he was um he was like remodeling the uh, the electrical system. At, and he's way smarter than I am. So he was like remodeling the electrical system at his house. He was like doing drywall and wherever the fuck. And, and so he's like in the garage and it's, and he's like shut the power. And it, the, basically he's like, the, I think the garage didn't have its own, like there was no power out there except one outlet. So he was installing additional outlets. And, and he, you know, had read like a hundred things a hundred times. And he's like made sure that he knew what the fuck he was doing. And he had every, like, he dotted every I and crossed every T or whatever. And yet still, he told me this later. Still, as he's going up to like, because part of it is he had to cut through an electrical cable with some, you know, like shears. And so he's standing mm. in a chair with these like, you know, these like, uh, uh, you know, these like garden shears basically in his hand, getting ready to cut through this electrical cable. And it's off. He knows it's off. He can see that it's turned off, but he literally has his phone out and he's already dialed nine one and he has his thumb over the other one. And his lo- his theory is that if I start to electrocute myself, then sh- like muscle <laughs> reflex will dial the other one and the ambulance will come before I die. Oh my God. That was his plan. <laughs> and he didn't die. But I mean, because the electricity, because my, I, I'd say, you know, uh, my father was, my dad was a guy who was, as they say, sort of jack of all trades. My dad, he kind of fix, you know, he could kind of fix anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, his specialty was carpentry, but he could kind of fix any any sort of plumbing problem mm. or any electrical problem. If you needed to pour cement, he could kind of figure it out. Like he just he had that that gene. Yeah. Which skipped me entirely. Like uh, so. And the downside <laughs> of that is significant. If you fuck up, there are often not any second chances unless you want to go through life with one empty sleeve. I am so similar to that because my dad also has that gene. <laughs> go through life with one empty sleeve. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, well, cause my, so my, dad had a, my dad had this Black & Decker table saw. And I mean, oh, no. I can still remember the sound that thing made when you turned it on because it wasn't the shrieking metallic sound of like a radial saw. You would turn on, and it was just like it sounds. If you've never seen a table saw, it's just a big flat metal table with a, a sort of slit in the middle. And then there was like a saw blade. And the deal is that you can sit there and you can sort of, it's like a, it's like a sewing machine in that you can, slide pieces of wood across and you know slide them over the blade and the blade you know so you don't have to move the blade the blade stays still and you slide pieces of wood across this metal surface mm-hmm. over the blade and you would turn it on and the noise it would make was just sort of a and it was just this it was like you know it was just like this really I, clean uh, high whistling air sound and i remember my dad at one point saying uh, you want to be careful. That thing will cut your whole hand off if you if you touch it by mistake. And I was just like, why do we have this in the house? Why yeah. is this here? <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable even if it's not on if I see one of those things. Like, what if somebody accidentally trips and turns it on and then I accidentally yeah. trip and then it cuts my no. arms off? That's yeah. exactly... I don't like being anywhere near those. No, and he had like... Mm-hmm. And everything that a carpenter or an electrician owns can kill you if they use it improperly. <laughs> and they just know how to use it. They know how not to usually... How not to cut off their limbs or whatever. I don't have that faith in myself. Can I ask you guys, do you ever get nervous when you're walking by a wood chipper? How often does that happen? I, there are a lot of them in the neighborhoods around here, particularly since there's been all the wind and like the branches yeah. and stuff ah, are coming down. Ones. I'm always afraid. This has always been my fear. Like, this is my fear of bridges. This is my mm-hmm. fear of lots of stuff. Like, I'm going to trip and fall off of something. You're going to fall in head first into a wood Like, chipper? I'm going to accidentally be no. walking and then be like, I'm not graceful and be like, whoa, True. no. And then like, all of a sudden just go boom, like straight into a wood chipper. Yeah. I do. I share that fear. I Thank uh, you. I thought that you might. I wasn't sure. We've all seen Fargo. Well, well, that and, and, you know, and again, it's like I, oh, yeah. so one summer, so we, when I was a kid, we always had, it's not like I grew up in the Appalachians, but we, you know, but we, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and it's, and, and also I think my parents were a little frugal. And so for when it, we came to get firewood, our thing was, you know, we wouldn't buy it. We would like drive up into the mountains and 
probably on land that we were not supposed to be on, like government land mm-hmm. or whatever. And we would just, you know, we would just, they would find trees that had fallen or they would, they were about to fall and they'd cut them down. And I mean, all things that could just kill you instantly, but then we'd cut down all this lumber and take it home, all this firewood. And then you'd have to cut it and chop it and stack it and whatever. And of course I'm like seven years old and they're handing me a huge ax and like, here you go. <laughs> but uh, like my dad, this is a perfect example. So my dad and our next door neighbor growing up, they built, they built this, I don't even know what they made it from. It was like they found a bunch of old cars and a bunch of whatever, and they built this like Ill, this pneumatic like log splitter where you could put a huge section of wood on there and you pull a handle and it would drive it forward into a wedge and it would split the wood for you. And it was amazing. They fucking built it themselves, which is crazy. And, but I mean, and then they were like letting me use it with all the standard warnings of like, don't let your brother climb on that thing and crush his head like a walnut. And I'm just, you know, <laughs> my, you know, and I'm 10. How do they know I'm not a, man- a maniac, right? And I mean, it's like, here's another one. Now that I think about it, this is kind of fucked up. I, I mean, maybe this is part of the thing we were talking about last week about parents then versus parents now and whatever. Because mm-hmm. there is yeah. some logic to the idea that, you know, safety was not a priority. Because I remember at one point, I mean, my dad had his had his problems, certainly, but he was good at some things. And like, if you look at a picture of our house when my parents bought it and a picture of our house when my mom finally moved out, it like doubled in size because my dad like just added he added a dining room. He added another bedroom. He added another bathroom. He added a he built a garage. He built a driveway. He just like he could just do that. And so remember at one point uh, he was building a patio. Uh, because there was no backyard patio and he wanted to build a covered deck and a patio and a barbecue thing and whatever. And so, you know, he, you don't hire somebody to do that. You do that yourself. So he, mm. you know, he gets this, rents a cement truck and he's like, you know, and he's like pouring cement into this thing that he's made. And again, I remember standing there and they're letting me stand right next to this thing that's gushing out cement, which is heavy, by the way, like a thousand gallons a second. And I remember him saying something to the effect of, uh, don't lose your footing. You know, if you slip there, you'd be covered in cement before we could do anything about it. And I remember just like, <laughs> why are you letting me stand here? Send yeah. me inside. What are you doing? <laughs> so anyway. It's for the experience. Yeah. The point is, Greg, you've got a job. Buy a blender. Yeah. I think that, Thank I think that might you, be the Rick. bottom line. I think that that is the bottom line. <laughs> Damn it. It's so wasteful, though. I Well, I mean, you could sell the rest of the blender to some other guy, probably. That's true. Oh, just like discount it like $20 and be like, hey, here's an almost functional blender. A fixer-upper. Fixer-upper blender. There you go. Sold as is. Yeah. Good as new. Perfect. With a new cable. Um, yeah, all right. All right. kind of work. Well, we need to talk about what mm. we were talking about at the beginning. Sarah's apartment complex. We never ca- Well, you didn't say that that was what it was about. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah. I just did. Spoilers. Okay. All right. Rick, I believe that there is a cursed um, apartment in my, in my apartment complex. And not cursed... Didn't- Something happened before. Didn't there some other weird thing that happened, or somebody knocked at your door in the middle of the night and they weren't there? My memory. Oh, there's a bunch there's of, a lot of weird, weird shit. There's like the um, the room that they uh, like the pipes burst in my building like a few years back, and when they went in to fix them, they discovered this room underneath the main staircase that nobody knew was there. Ah. And yeah, and it had like a um, like a dumbwaiter in it, and like it was completely had like wood floors, and it was wallpapered. It was weird, but it was completely sealed. walled and sealed off. Yeah, it was completely What's sealed off. What's the children's room? <laughs> I know. Yep. So, so there's weird stuff. There's a guy uh, who used to leave soup in front of my door. There was um, I left a bathing suit top down in the laundry room, and I don't know anybody in my building at one point. And uh, when I came home one day, it was hanging from my doorknob. Which means somebody weird. saw you doing your laundry or followed you or knew. I don't know how anyone knew would possibly that fucking know that yours. was my... Yeah. Oh, that's Sarah's. And then there's that's like, you Sarah's know, the room in the basement that was fully furnished that had a lock on it. Like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a strange building. But uh, in particular, there's this apartment that's next to me. Because I've lived there for a long time now. And this apartment next to me has always had couples in it. And in all the years that I've lived there, like a lot of people... You know, people will come and go every couple of years, but this particular apartment next door to me, it's always couples and they always at least only last about like six months to a year. And then they Mm -hmm. just abruptly move out in the middle of the night. They run screaming. It was literally in the middle of the night last night. I was I was working on a painting. I was in the middle of the night. They were moving their shit out in the middle of the night. Like I ran down to take out because I was working on a painting last night and it was probably like 10 30, 11. And I was, um, and I was taking a break, so I took it out. I was taking out my garbage out in the front, and my next door neighbors 
were literally moving like their bed and stuff out of the apartment next door to me. And this is like the seventh or eighth time. I'm not kidding. Like a, a pair, like a couple has lived there and then left did like they abruptly. Did they seem like they were still together and moving or were they broken up? Sometimes and they didn't. I don't know. They, they were in unison of moving the shit out, but yeah. I do not know. But it's very odd because everyone else around me like has stayed, you know, for at least like a few years. But these but this particular place next door to me and I Is am this a, the only apartment adjacent to yours like that touches yours there's one on the other side of me that um that I actually know that person we don't see each other very much but we are on nice terms like they are exactly like me like kind of like hey you know how are you good how are you all right cool let's live our separate lives bye let's never talk again and then that's it yeah like if I you know if I heard them screaming or something of course I would like help them but you know we just kind of I would I really like them okay so um yeah, so they're on one side of me, and they've lived there for almost as long as I have. But um, on the other side, yeah, the, it, it's the couple's apartment, and it never lasts. And it's a nice-looking apartment. I've seen inside of it before, like, when it was between. So I have no idea what is happening, but it seems like it's seriously cursed for Something couples. about Does it. Does it cost the same as your place, do you think? No, because there's this... I have a studio, and there's is a one-bedroom, and I know that I actually have a pretty solid deal right now not going wood because i've been there for a long time and um so the well i mean if it was the first time it had happened but i guess it's not because i my because my like in other words if this was an isolated like a standalone incident my guess would be my guess would be that someone is um in arrears on their rent and decided to skedaddle before the landlord could you know sort of come come to collect because i i mean i have done it i i only did that once but when i was like i don't know 19 or something i was uh you know, like I just it was very, very late on my bills and finally it was like, fuck it, like I'm not going to be. And I think I'd stay. I think it was like the eighth of the month. And so I technically owed that month's rent. And I was like, fuck, there's no way I'm going to be able to come up with this. I got to move into my friend's like attic or whatever. And so he like at two in the morning, I lived on the second floor and there was like a balcony railing. So at two in the morning, he like pulled his pickup truck out onto the lawn. And I just like threw my shit like as much as I needed, like basically my clothes and my books and like my CDs. I just tossed over the railing into the back of his truck and I jumped in. I was like, "Go!" You know, it's like I just left everything behind. <laughs> Wait, um, whatever happened? Did they ever track you down? Uh, no. I mean, it's no, no. They, I don't think they wanted to see me again. I mean, because it's like I, my, I feel so bad. I mean, it's weird. Like I was really, really, very, 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 very tidy growing up. And I'm, you know, I think a pretty tidy adult, like I'm not totally obsessive about it, but I keep a, keep a clean house. But I think like most guys, at least in my late teens, early 20s, I just went through this phase where I was just like, fuck it, you know, and I just like never, you know, washing, what, you know, vacuuming, what, what's that? And like, I just never, so my apartment was just like, I know for a fact that like there were, I know for a fact there were like potatoes that I bought intending to eat in like March of like 1994. And I know for a fact they were still sitting on the sink like three years later when I'm, when I ran in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm sure that they went in and they were just like, we don't want to see this guy even in court. This ever guy again. is a monster. It's not worth it. So, but if this has happened many times, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I don't up? know. I mean, it is toward the front of the building and I know that they're um, like, they are kind of close to uh, the dumpster, which is the only thing I could ever think about. But there's also a few other bu- uh, apartments in the front of the building that are also near there, but doesn't have the turnover that that does. And it's always couples next to me. And it was weird because they had all these plants and things in the windows, like tons of, I don't know, like fucking plants, whatever. And then I just looked one day, like they were there in the morning. And then uh, last night, um, and then this morning when I left, like the windows are open and like, it was all just gone. And this has happened several times. That's a really quick move. It's a quick move. I, so I don't know what's happening. Uh, well, I mean, so I, I can never tell if we talk. So, did, I mean, do we, uh, is this a thing where we mention like your other, your, your other job, Sarah, your outside, uh, Oh, what, uh, real estate or yeah. dog painting? Animal yeah, painting? yeah. No, yeah. The, the real estate. Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so like, I don't know, do you have, can you, do you have access to some, um, cause there, so this is a fascinating thing that I learned a while back while I was working on something else that, so different states have different laws about whether you have to disclose what what crimes have happened in this place that you have to disclose? All right, so you have to disclose if it has been uh, involved in some sort of drug raid, or if it's mm-hmm. been like somewhere where they've like manufactured like methamphetamines or any kinds of drugs because of toxins. Because of the toxins, exactly. But like, if it's you don't have to report if you believe something is haunted. What, what about that, murder? So that's so. 
you don't that have to was report. Be my question. I don't think you have to report murder. I'm pretty sure because that's when you do your due diligence. You have to report murder. In some states, you have to report suicide or both. Some states, neither. But I then, a few years ago, I got really fascinated with the question of, you know, do you have to, you know, I mean, whether or not you believe in it, some people do. And so therefore that could, that realistically, even if you think it's bullshit, like that realistically could affect, that has a real world business impact because some people do. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, do you have, if there's a hit, how many, like if there are reports of hauntings or paranormal activity or whatever, do you have to disclose that to a potential buyer? Because that could have real economic impact on the purchase or the sale or the value of the house. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's again, it's like, you know, there's no, like I worked with a guy one time that like, you know, he went to buy something at the store and it literally came up to like $666 and he's like, fuck it. And he went to buy a Mars bar or something just so it wouldn't be that. (laughs) Um, But that would have like a real impact on the marketability of certain properties if there was a rumor of hauntings. And so I wonder if that's a thing that there's a database somewhere that would have that information. I wonder because you know what my bill, I mean, I'm pretty damn sure that my building has to be haunted. I mean, it's over a hundred years old. It was a, a loggers hotel in the mm. 1900s. I mean, and you know how that didn't go very well for a lot of yeah. people living in, yeah, yeah how that's, that did not um, yeah, turn out very well. So, huh. I mean, I don't, but yeah, you don't have to disclose, you don't have to disclose deaths unless you want to, unless like you feel like a, uh, like a moral con- like conundrum, like you want to right. tell somebody. But I mean, the only thing you def- you have to do is about like, about the drugs. If they've been manufactured or if I think or if somebody I think was arrested for possession, but I'm not quite sure. But definitely if they're manufacturing. But yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> I mean, is there like a way you could like do like an anonymous? Well, I guess is, do you have like a like a well, maybe you don't want to do this. I was going to ask if there was like a message board, like a like a physical, like an actual literal like lobby message board in your apartment but you, where you could leave an anonymous like, have you experienced dread or hauntings? <gasps> You but know what? There is a message board. I wonder if I could, because people leave weird shit up there sometimes. I mean, do it, you know, you or maybe just because maybe I can snag them before they actually move all of their stuff out. Yeah, well, that's or that or you know, um, see who uh, else is. Oh, how about this? How about this? You could actually slide a note or whatever. You leave a note for that couple if you think they're going to be back to get some of their stuff. And you know, this is technically a lie, but I think it's it's a white lie, as they say. You could say that you are. You could say like, oh, you know, I've been really happy in this apartment. You know, I've been sometimes toy with having a place with bigger, you know, more space. You know, just just between you and I, like, uh, did you like, you know, you don't have to tell me why you're moving out, but did you did you like living here? Did you like this apartment? Because, you know, someday I might want to just sort of trade up to a place that has a little more room. Huh. What, do, what did you think of living in this place? And that way they don't have to like, you know, that way they can just sort of answer if they want to. And, you know, and there's that way it doesn't look like you're just trolling for like, why are you leaving? <laughs> tell me why you're leaving. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I am like very curious because this has been a pattern, but I've never actually befriended anybody that's lived in those apartments because they've never been particularly friendly. That's also been well. See, kind but of they're leaving, so it doesn't matter. Even if it goes badly, what do you care? They're going to be gone. In like that's a day, true. So. This we're going to see them again. This isn't the same apartment that the cat lady was in, right? No, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no, she was. I think she's long gone. So, I think that I shouldn't be giving this idea away on the air, but you know, I've learned. I swear to God, just like, uh, like just in the last week. There's been like three ideas that I either had or at some, at, in a couple of cases like that, you know, that I had like at some point in the past put work in on. And then I just decided I just didn't follow through on. And then now they're like, you know, now someone else has done them and I think probably made billions of dollars. So whatever. So clearly <laughs> I have the ability to create fantastic businesses for other people by thinking about things and never doing them. So I think that if this doesn't exist already, Someone should, and I can't do this, I can't code or whatever. So somebody needs to create an app and it's all in the name. The name is perfect, but it's because there are existing databases of like crimes or deaths or whatever that happened at certain addresses. So somebody needs to sell an app that is just like a front end interface for the database of whatever happened at a certain address. And you call the app, wait for it. The app is called who died in there. And then you type in an address and it just tells you what, if any, deaths happened in that house or in that apartment. Or that whatever. would be fascinating, especially for, like, for example, Greg's house. So with that, the problem is the historical records is to get get that information. Because I've been trying to figure out, and I actually haven't gone back and, do, and done this for a while. This was more like last year where I got on this project where I wanted to track down who originally built my house. Because mm-hmm. it was built in 1907. And... Mm-hmm. 
there's records at the city. They're pretty accurate to go back through um, the last like two, three decades, especially once it got computer like digitalized, then it's easy to find them. But you go back and then you actually have to go down to the county court. You can't just say like, hey, here's the address, 1907, who built this? They don't, you can't just look it up like that. Or unless maybe there's some way, I don't know if you have access to secret stuff, Sarah, with real estate. No, I mean, not that far back. So it's, yeah, it is definitely, and no, and no two counties or cities do it the same. Yeah. The records, sometimes they're digitized. Sometimes they're just in a box in the basement. Sometimes they were all lost in a fire. It's, yeah, that is. Well, and these um, ones, like, it's not, it, some of it's digitized to where it's like, you know, they've entered it in actually into a computer. Some of it's just scanned pages. And I get stuck. I've tracked it all the way back to, I, I believe it was like, I'll have to take a look, but it was like the mid 60s. I tracked the ownership all the for- way back. When it was built or who built it? Who built it in 1907? That's what ah. my goal was to get back there, but I got okay. stuck in the 60s because the record keeping was so bad. Oh, yeah. It was the same handwriting from this person for like a few <laughs> years, and their handwriting is so atrocious. You can't, because you have to match up. Essentially, the way that you figure it out is you get, um, you can go back to like, say, the sale date was 1972, and I've tracked it back to that, and this person bought it from this other person. Then you have to take that person. And you have to go back and look through for their name each year until you find their name. And then you find when they it's bought like it. Connect the, the yeah. human dots. And then you get the other person and then you can keep on going. But you can't skip a, skip anybody unless oh, yeah, you know a name or day. Yeah. yeah, you can't connect the two. Um, I'm, looking I, at the R- mean, oh, I'm looking at the RMLS at Greg's house really quick. And the last one that it's listed for is 2002. The, you're looking at the what? Um, so the RMLS oh. for um, for real estate, so I can look at the history of uh, of properties that are sold, which is actually really fucking fascinating. What, what does that stand for? Can I? Do you know what the acronym or the whatever the real is? It? Oh my god! I like the. Um... You? I don't know. <laughs> I can original I like multiple stuff. listing service. <laughs> Um, so, um, okay. yeah, so it's all of the, the listings. So, like, if you gave me your address, I can look at, like, people's houses and see, like, what they've been sold for, like, um, you know, private remarks from, um, like, the real estate agents that represented them, which is always, like, kind of mm. fun because you can see, like, the personal stuff, you know, like, tenant refuses to leave or, you know, like, owner is super crazy, so be careful of the cat. <laughs> like, just weird stuff. And it keeps leaving messages about ghosts on community <laughs> message boards. Um, have you – now, you might uh, – so, uh, because this is what 2020. So, you know, you what you might be able to do, and they've made great. You know, it's one of those things where the you know the singularity, the you know the sort of rise of the machines. In the few decades before the machines wipe us off the earth, like you know a bad mm-hmm. a bad case of ticks, like we will have a lot of benefits leading up to our eventual enslavement by robotic overlords. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like leading up to that, we'll get you know we'll be able to use that for you know for good for a while. Uh, so a lot of census records have been digitized and are searchable by most fields. So you might oh. actually be able to you might be able to search that address in the census database, which then could tell you um, the name because that what they'll do is they'll tell you the name, the quote head of household, and then whoever else lived there, how many people, you know. Uh, census records are fascinating anyway because they tell you all kinds of stuff about the people huh. and also about the. And also about the era, you know, a lot of the questions they would ask or the way they would phrase it, they tell you a lot about what the culture was like at that time. But census records um, are made public, uh, I think, 50 years after a census. In other words, I think if a census happens in 1940, I think in 1990, the records become public. Do uh, you, they become public property. And you can search that online on the site? Uh, you can uh, you can search it well. So... Um, uh, archive.org, which is the that's yeah. the Mormon Church's genealogy database. They do make a lot of stuff, especially right now. I have to give them credit. Right now, they're making a lot of stuff free to the public, not everything, but they are in recognition of the fact that a lot of people can't travel to do genealogy and research right now. They've made some of those databases at least somewhat free or a limited number of them free. Um, Otherwise, you know, it's like 25 bucks a month or something, I think. But it's uh, but they have a huge database of census records. Okay. Uh, that's fascinating. I will go take a look at that and see what I can figure out. And I, I think the census office themselves would probably have them too. But the weird – one of the weird things about this is is that – I mean, I have to say that private companies – um, you know, which is just like private databases that want to have a paywall. They have a much bigger incentive to make that stuff easily searchable and findable. So 
the government and you know county you know uh, counties and and census or uh, uh, um, um, assessors offices they have all that stuff but frankly you know they don't have much motivation to sit around scanning and digitizing and uploading and whatever because they're not going to make any money off it right. so usually the places where it's the most searchable are also the places that'll charge you for it so it kind of depends on how much you want to know but uh but census records that might be a good way to go. All right. I'll have to take a look at that, see if I can figure something yeah, out. Yeah, you have to. All right, to. now I'm back on that train again. I want to figure this out. Yeah, because I want to know. Um, Rick Rutherford is saying you don't want to know anything about the history of your house. And probably I'll regret it, but yeah. I do want to know if still at the same time. Rick, if, or if anybody uh, out there, or Rick, you too, if you want to know anything about the history of your house, let me know. I can tell you what I can get a hold of. I I don't know. <laughs> now, here's a question. Now, can you, now, can, is that just for uh, Oregon? Like, can you find uh, records of, like, it, what what are the parameters? This is just, it's just for Oregon geographically. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, but um, I have friends who other are realtors in, in other states. states. Yeah, yep. But you, you're it. people who knows people. So. I'm, the, I'm people who know, yeah, and it's super fascinating. So All right. I'll be hanging out at someone's house. They're like, hey, do you know who owned this before? Or do you know how much they sold? And it's neat because you can just pull it up and be like, boop, 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 and here are the notes, and here's what's going on here, and here's where it's built. It's, All right. yeah, it's interesting. I'm writing this down. Duly noted. Excellent. <laughs> I am realizing um, I'm going to have to go. I just realized what time it was. Somehow it got to be 1.30 already. Well, because this is fun. Time flies. Don't be a killjoy, Greg. Um, <laughs> Greg. Uh, Continue on. Just, uh, just real quickly, I have two things here. One is, um, so Sarah, you were asking about a book recommendation last time. Yes. I, I got to say, in terms of, so I finally, because I've read it as an audio book several times, I finally got the hard copy of that I Want My MTV book by Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum. Uh-huh. I have to say, um, it does, I have to say it works better in an, I was going to recommend it, but it does, having read now the hard copy, it works better in an audio format. So I think if you're looking for an audio book, I, I think am. I want my MTV. I want my MTV is a really, really, it's funny and it's fascinating and it's interesting. And it's, it is, it's my favorite kind of book. It's like a serious look at what some people would consider a frivolous topic, but it's like, I mean, it's like 600 pages and I would take, I mean, if it was longer, that'd be fine with me. It's really, really good. And they do everything from the guys who founded it to the artists, to directors, to, you know, Ricky Rackman and whoever. It's like, it's really, really good. Um, if you're just looking for straight ahead nonfiction, uh, you could do worse than to read Edward Snowden's memoir, uh, Permanent Record, which is... Okay. Which is, I mean, if... You know, I mean, I was already, I mean, not like I needed to be convinced to like Edward Snowden, but he, I mean, that book is really, it's, and it's, a, and it's gripping and thrilling, obviously, because a lot of it is him, him like smuggling secret shit out of the NSA and then oh, trying yeah. to flee the country before the government can, you know, put him in prison for a billion years. So Permanent Record is the name of Edward Snowden's memoir. It's also an audiobook. The audiobook is okay. Okay. Um, but he's, a, he's a really good writer. I really strongly recommend that. Um, it's just, it's a... It's a, it's a, especially, I mean, I hate to say, especially now, but it's, it really is a very. Now more than ever. It's a pretty inspiring book. I mean, it's, it is easy to, you know, to think that there are no, that there are no heroes left in the world. But I mean, you read Edward Snowden's book and you realize that that is, you know, (laughs) there are people who do the right thing, even when they know it's going to fuck their shit forever. All right. I like that. Thank you. I'm in the mood for something like that. So I'm definitely going to pick that one up. And then also the audio book for, yeah, I want my MTV. Yeah, I, uh, those are both really, really, really good. Awesome. Thank you for the recommendations. I, always, I, I enjoy what you recommend, so I will go get those right now. Excellent. Yes. Boom. And then we shall talk to you next week. Yes. Um, Greg, quit plugging things in. Yeah, just, I know. Stop. Or just, <laughs> just bad. you know, stop burning things. It's probably another good <laughs> yeah. thing for me. I'll put my smoke detector back out. All right. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> thank you, Rick Everson. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thanks, Rick. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.